Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're just getting started this Friday morning. Dawn Stensland here, joined by Larry Menti, my better half, as I always say. I'm Hi, here honey. because you told me to be here. <laughs> and I do everything you tell me to do. Did you take the garbage out? <laughs> I did. I did take the garbage out. Yay! And I cleaned the house, and I cleaned the kitchen. I did all the chores. You told me that if I was good and I did all the chores you left for me, I could come in. I did have a difficult time climbing up to dust the rafters. Right. They're done. (laughs) He loves to bust my chops, Anthony. That's for sure. Yeah, I can tell, I think. So uh, Larry and I, we're news junkies, right? Longtime news junkies. So it, the shame of it is we do talk about this stuff and all of all of the news of the day, looking at all the clips. But we do have Biden. President Biden is is expected. He was well, he's late. He was supposed to be here. I don't know, yeah. But uh, 20 minutes ago. But in any event, <laughs> he's going to sign some executive orders and talk about guns. So we'll see what he does there. Yeah, in the in the budget he had out yesterday, there's a lot of money for gun control, a whole lot of money for that. There seems to be money for every single socialist slash Democrat slash progressive uh, item on the on the budget, and yet there is like no money for the for the border or for fentanyl. By the way, huh. in the budget here, let me get, let me give you a, a, an idea of what the what the budget said yesterday is the uh, equity was mentioned 53 times. Transgender was mentioned eight times. Fentanyl, which killed 200,000 people over the last two years, was mentioned twice. Twice. There is money. There's a whole lot of money for the EPA. They're talking about hiring 2,000 people. The IRA is back. It's in there. That's 88,000 people, most of them agents. 250 more agents for the border. It is incredible. So, so more for the IRS and not so much for Border Patrol. And more for the EPA so they can crack down on businesses who are not conforming to the climate change agenda. Uh, but let me, let me let you feel better about this. Good. This is not going to happen. DOA. He knew it before he wrote it up. So he thought, what the hell? I'll make it a progressive wish list, right. which will make the Democratic base happy. It's like a big Christmas present, and he knows it's not going to go anywhere. But as soon as the Republicans fight back against this, he can say, look, they want to keep giving more money to the wealthy. Look, 
They're against climate change. Look, they've got their heads in the sand over all of these things. This is purely a political document. By the way, when was the last time you saw a president who gave a big announcement in a swing state in Philadelphia mm-hmm. with music and yeah. a campaign production. style. A big production came up for a budget proposal. Usually these are very sober events. These are happening in the, you know, when nobody's paying attention. You put your budget forward because you're serious about it. Yeah. There was nothing serious about this. And if I were the Republicans, I would right away say this was a campaign event. Federal funds should not have paid for this event. I, I think that's exactly right. I, I love that to say it's clearly a campaign event. Right. Clearly. I, yeah, absolutely. How many times did he say MAGA Republicans? I'd love to count how many yeah. times he said, well, the MAGA Republicans want to do this. And the most astronomically inane thing he said yesterday was that the MAGA Republicans want to defund the police. Yeah. That was so laughable. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's listen to it. And then yeah. he crosses himself like he, it's just bizarre. All right. Thanks, Anthony. Let's. Listen in. MAGA Republicans are calling for defunding the police department and defunding the FBI now. That's a good one. I like that one. He's insane. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm starting to worry about him. I think he might be senile. I mean, uh, and I never thought that before, but when he says stuff like that, which is such an obvious lie, Mm -hmm. you know, little kids can point at him and go, lie, lie. Everybody knows that he's lying. And yet he says it anyway. And, but there's part of me that believes that he knows that there's 30% of the country that are go, is going to go, yeah, that's right. That's right. They wanted to defund the police all along because they drink the Kool-Aid no matter what that side says. There, there's, there's those people on the other side as well. But absolutely, uh, that was insane. But none of it was serious yesterday. Yeah. None of it, it was, was a serious. Show. Yeah, it was a show for a, for a battle with the Republicans to run in 2024. I'm serious. Think about it. <laughs> I love, uh, you know, we talk about just media bias and, and little nuances. So we're always flipping around. We have all these monitors. So CNN just, they were talking about the budget, 6.8T with a dollar sign. And then I flipped it over to Fox and initially... Before they did 6.8T, they had 6, 8. They had all the zeros on there. <laughs> and it's just that those little nuances. I love that, and I smile at that, because it's just those little nuances that Fox wants to remind you of the U.S. national debt clock and all those zeros in this trillion-dollar budget. Five trillion in taxes. Over five trillion in new taxes. Larry, it's only going to be on those billionaires. Well, no, that's one of the taxes. <laughs> the one that concerns me the most... Actually, it's for people making above $400,000 a year, including couples making over $400,000 a year. But the one that concerns me the most, and it's something that the Democrats have wanted to do for a long time, and they always get shot down, and it's in this budget, so they haven't forgotten about it. It is a capital gains tax on unrealized profits, which means if you have a 401k or if you invest in the stock market for Mm -hmm. your nest egg in any type of fashion – what they want to do is every time your stock goes up in value, they get to tax it. Not when you sell it, which is the way it is now. Mm-hmm. But if your t- stock goes up in value, they get to tax it. Now, if it goes down, <laughs> you're out of luck. But if it goes up, they want their money on that. That would kill the country. 
And by the way, it, it kills retirement. Here's somebody that keeps talking about how the Republicans are against Medicare. Most people have 401ks. And this would kill 401ks. It, it might reduce 401ks, especially if the market does really well and you get really lucky and a stock doubles. They're taking 20%. But think about what that does. So then it basically incentivizes people to not invest in your own country. Because, of course, we always think I'm investing in my own in America and I want to invest in my my America, my companies, right? And it's such a pro-American thing to do. And so essentially, what would it do? It would disincentivize you to put your faith in the stock market. Then what do people do? What do they invest in? I think a lot of people would not invest in the stock market. Yeah, what in treasury bonds, things like that, but still in bonds, but... But can you invest in foreign investments? Or yeah, would it tax that too? No, it would tax that too. Here's the, here's the thing. It's it's worse than that. I mean, it's not people that have 401ks aren't millionaires and billionaires. Right. People that have 401ks, many of them are unions now. I mean, I, I know most unions have pensions, but not all do. And and you, at companies that have done away with pensions. So all you have is your 401k. And they're going after that. So we're not talking about rich people. Right. We're talking about uh, the middle class getting hit hard, hard by this. Now, I understand in everybody's mind, it's, well, you know, when Elon Musk makes billions in the stock market, that should be taxed. Well, not really, because because he is going to t- pay taxes on that when either he passes it on or he he has to sell it, which he did when he had to buy Twitter. He had to pay taxes on that money that he got. So to do it on unrealized, what's next, your house? I mean, think about it. If you're going to go down this route. Well, that's what they do now. Like in the city of Philadelphia, for the first time they raised, you know, their 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 value, they, they valued the homes, but now these housing prices have dropped. Luckily for us, we live in Philadelphia. For us, it's not as bad as it is in places like Florida. Right, that's a property tax. Now, what if there was a federal tax on when your home goes up in value? That's the exact same thing they're talking about in the stock market. If your home went up in value, should you be taxed on that? Do you now have to claim the value of your home in a federal tax document? Right, and to your point, who does that impact? It impacts senior citizens. And isn't that gentrification, essentially? Isn't that encouraging that? to happen no, right it, it's ridiculous now luckily this this budget's going nowhere this is this is for politics this is to be fought about uh you, you're pointing up there yeah should we president take it Biden speaking so let's listen president biden wants a he's talking first about a strong february i talked about the jobs listen in sorry anthony i threw that at you president joe biden he's expected to to talk about gun control he's expected to talk about gun violence and what executive orders he's planning to sign to in other words talk about gun you know gun control listen in it led to the fastest recovery of every any major economy in the world it laid the foundation for the progress we've been seeing and we see today Record new business applications, more Americans with health care coverage than ever, including more than 14 million Americans saving $800 a year on their health insurance. Unprecedented tax relief for nearly 40 million families with 65 million children, thanks to the child tax credit, which the child cut child poverty in half. And since we passed the Chips and Science Act, 
and the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law and the Inflation Reduction Act, we've seen companies commit more than $300 billion, companies from around the world, commit more than $300 billion to invest in future manufacturing and innovation here in America. He always does this. He starts out with the finance stuff. We're going to invest in America again. We're going to make it in America again. And the federal government's going to buy it. He's campaigning again. Yeah. That's been my economic vision. But he said we're going to... But what does Did he say MAGA? Really mean Make America great again? I don't think he said MAGA. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> it means more people with good jobs and the dignity and security that comes with the paycheck. And while we still have more to do, and there may be setbacks along the way, inflation is now down 30% from what it was this summer. Gas prices are down more than $1.50. From when it was a record high. At the same right. time, Thank take you. home pay for workers has gone up. <laughs> especially for lower, and this is important in my view, especially for lower and middle income workers. This all adds up to just a little bit. I know you're tired of hearing me saying breathing room, but I think it's, it's, that's how people think about it. A little more breathing room for working families. Do we really need the list of Today's job number is clear. <laughs> Our economy is moving He's not in the announcing right anything. Yesterday I went See, down they build to, it as uh, gun control. Philadelphia, uh, oh, he's going to recap for us. And outlines of my budget. We're built on the progress we made growing an economy from the middle up and the bottom up and the, not the top down. It's a plan that keeps investing in American manufacturing, innovation, and creates more good paying jobs that don't require. Hey, a Anthony, do you guys want to just monitor it? Because he, he, they had billed this as he was going to have major news about his gun initiatives. And then he's talking, he's he's giving you what we talked about, that they added 311,000 jobs in the economy. We've talked about that since this morning. Right. Since COVID. Right. Since the, since the economy was shut down, <laughs> unprecedentedly shut down. And what makes me mad about what he said is there's been more more new job applications, no, excuse me, new, more new business applications, mm-hmm. applications for businesses than any time in history. That's because one-third of the small businesses in the country shut down. And were forced to shut down in right. mandate periods like Philadelphia's experience. Absolutely, but that was across the country. I mean, New Jersey was hit hard. They had, they had almost 40% that shut down because of these draconian measures that put them out of business, and, and they didn't get enough. Mm-hmm. from the federal government. They did not get enough help. So for those businesses now to start coming back and to brag about that is insidious. I mean, wh- does anybody call him out on that? It doesn't seem like he gets away with saying, I've grown the economy since the pandemic. Yeah. You know, my kids could have grown the economy <laughs> since the pandemic. Anybody could have. You just had to get out of the way. Yeah. It was going to come back. It was all set up to come back. And so this, what gets me about these things that he says, and he throws these in because he knows they're not going to get covered. What's going to get covered is what he's going to announce coming up. He throws it in knowing it's not going to get covered, so it's not challenged. Right. I would love for that stuff to always be challenged. The you know what? That? Maybe sometimes they could fact check in real time. Maybe underneath the screen there could be a fact check. Why don't they do that? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. That'd be awesome. That would be. I don't. It, it, this, I mean, you guys have worked in media forever. So why is it? I mean, the fact that they it's just because they gatekeep and these politicians, they tell you what they want to ask and that's it. They would never agree to, to actual fact checking in uh, real time. When you say they, they, they tell you what to ask, what are you talking about? Well, you know, I feel like a lot of the times, especially at least recently in my experience, uh, at my previous station, we would try to set up debates at times because we had a newsroom. 
and the governor's office would send them a list of questions that they're like, oh, here's the approved questions. Go well, ahead with yeah, that. Well, that's your fault. <clears throat> well, that's, I didn't run the newsroom. Yeah, room, but whoever, yeah. whoever that's was not running the newsroom, that's their fault for yeah. agreeing to that. That's, that is unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, this is the new thing. I, I've just been on two interview shows for the last seven mm-hmm. years. Politicians, their communication teams call you, mm-hmm. and they ask you, yep. what are the topics going to be? Now, that's and fair. I don't if, mind giving yeah, that's topics. that's fair. I don't mind giving topics. And I said, if there's anything that you want, mm-hmm. I can't promise you I'm going to get to it, but send it to me. Right. Now, yeah. I always go in with questions that they don't know about. And, the, and, there's, and they're the questions that are uncomfortable to ask. But you ask them. So, but for somebody to send questions, I believe that should be yeah. uh, out in the open. Okay. You should say, these questions were sent by the governor's office. Well, who was it, Larry? Was it Jack Cittarelli? Who who complimented you? And and essentially, you always say that I'm complimenting you, and I know you're a smart person. If I'm asking tough questions, was it Cittarelli? Who said that to you? you yeah. Were, well, no, I uh, <laughs> trying to remember. I'm going to sound like I'm packing my, <laughs> myself in the back, but I've been told that a, a couple uh, of times. Yeah. A, a very good politician, a very smart person, appreciates tough questions. And if they're that smart, they're ready for it. Mm-hmm. You're not surprising any politician with a question. They're ready for a tough question. It's the bad ones. It's the ones that are not prepared that mm-hmm. get upset by mm-hmm. a tough question. But, but it's, I love that line that you, you say, you've said to different people. I thought it was Cittarelli more recently, but in any event, whoever it was. I pay you the respect of a tough yes. question. Yes. That's what I say all the time. Mm-hmm. I paid you the respect of asking you a tough question because I believe you can handle it. Well, when did I, I think I've said this to Don before? When did this trend of politicians thinking they can refuse tough questions and like that used to be the expectation, and now the expectation is, oh, you're really going to ask me a hard question? Why would you do that? When did when did that happen? Did that happen during Bush? Did that happen under, during Obama? Like why why is that the trend? No, I don't think it happened under either of them. I think it happened locally, uh, and I'm just guessing. I, I don't. I didn't do any research on this. I'm just guessing. I think it happened locally, but this White House has embraced it. Yep. This White House is asking reporters to submit questions. This White House has a list of the people that are going to be called upon, which means many voices, many points of view mm-hmm. are not going to be represented. And because of that, many difficult questions and many questions that need to be asked are not going to be asked. Yeah. That's well put. Do we want to get into the Matt Taibbi stuff? And speaking of um, idiot lawmakers <laughs> who aren't very smart, you, it's just unbelievable and delicious at the same time. So, yeah, Anthony's saying our executive producer, Anthony Dorenzo, you're listening to The Dawn Show. So Dawn and my hubby, Larry Menti, in studio for you, 855-839-1210. We want to hear from you on this Friday. We'll be right back. There are some models that say we might get some... Snow, according to some meteorological really? meteorological model. I don't, I don't see it. Christy Brinkley or somebody? <laughs> Famous models or that model that stalks um, Tom Brady. All right, so hope we, we don't get too much precipitation. Rain is for sure on the way. But on this Friday afternoon. So let's talk about it. So Joe Biden. Oh, Anthony, you, you have the – did he – did he talk about the guns? They touted it as talking about the guns. No, he forgot, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe Bin, he talked and uh, anyway. just, yeah, I don't know. 
So anyway, so let's get to Matt Taibbi, all of this, these idiots trying to question him and look smarter and they look stupid, but it was delicious for us. So this is Matt Taibbi. Larry, who is Matt Taibbi? Matt Taibbi is an award-winning journalist. As you know, I've been a fan of Matt Taibbi's mm-hmm. for years. He was turned on to him by my brother when he wrote a long investigative piece on Rolling Stone about the way Goldman Sachs works. And they do things illegally knowing they're going to get fined, but that's just the cost of doing business. It was a tremendous series of articles that turned into a book. Matt Taibbi has been one of the top journalists in this country for a long time. Michael Michael Schellenberger, who was also appearing with him, is also a wonderful journalist. So Elon Musk chose well Mm -hmm. when he wanted someone to report on the Twitter files. So there's background on the two of them. And and these people are Democrats. That, that they're was very his, to the left, right? Oh yeah, I mean they've they've written some articles blasting Fox News, blasting mm-hmm. Republicans. I think most of their articles are anti-conservatives. So yes, yes, absolutely. So it makes them more credible in the eyes, I think, of at least conservatives. I, I the think that, they've right? been credible for a long time in that they've taken on issues. For instance, when they they did that report that I was just talking mm-hmm. about, one of the great villains was John Corzine, who was already governor of New Jersey, and it's one of the parts of his demise was because of those series of articles by Matt Taibbi. That was a Democrat. I think he lives up to the credo of the New York Times that they do not lead, that they do not do it. They go after people mm-hmm. without fear or favor. There mm-hmm. is no bias. So I just, I knew, I know that Larry's read all of his books and just, and, and what, 10 books or 10 so? 10 books, four bestsellers. Right. So let's listen in now as they're being grilled. Let's, can we hear it? In? Yeah, this is uh, actually Schellenberger, as you just mentioned, is then there with Taibbi and they're being pressed for being called so-called journalists. This isn't just a matter of what data was given to these so-called journalists before us now. There are many legitimate questions about where Musk got the financing to buy Twitter. We know for a fact that foreign countries like Qatar, Saudi Arabia, possibly even Russia and China are investors presently in Twitter. By the way, why is the woman that can't vote in Congress, is basically a (laughs) delegate to Congress from the Virgin Islands, how does she get to be a ranking member on this select committee? It's bizarre. Yeah, shouldn't she be focused on, like, the Epstein case? <laughs> but, yeah, God forbid we bring well that up. Well put. But I think it's the optics, Larry, that they want in a Democrat who is an African-American woman. and so. But, but why her? I think that they put her up there because there was going to be some shrapnel, and they don't care if she takes it. But she's also she's good. I mean, mm-hmm. but this is all, by the way, I believe this is all a show. What the Democrats are doing, this is all a show. This is so the media focuses on that because the media is like a dinosaur. They react to movement. <laughs> they, it's, it's, they'll be watching something and then they'll see something and they'll go, oh, over there. Yeah, the raptors. Want, that's what the Democrats are doing during these hearings. They're going, look, over here. They're shaking the bushes, mm-hmm. going, look, there's something that's easy to grasp and we're fighting. So pay attention to this and not what they're saying. Because what they're saying might be the biggest scandal in this country in my lifetime. And I've lived through Iran-Contra. I've lived through Watergate. I've lived through several huge, huge scandals, Monica Walensky. And I think this may be the biggest. I wasn't born for any of those. Yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> That's my little narrative. You're younger it's, than your kids. I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> Susie Cool and I both. Who She's, would have thought? Susie Cool is younger than her. She has a granddaughter. Like we, Susie Cool and I, we went to different schools together. Started out, you know, when we were twelve. So yeah, I just, I just talked about, by the way, the biggest scandal <laughs> in know, my sorry. lifetime. And you went to Susie Cool. <laughs> By the way, it just uh, sorry. Talk Yay! about yeah. ADD. Talk about being distracted. I'm sorry. Oh, All right, look. so <laughs> let's get back to the Twitter file hearings and erupts. As uh, you know, one of them was Matt Taibbi. I did love when Jim Jordan is chuckling in the back, but Anthony will will move on, and Larry can react to this. Yes, he reacts to the so-called journalist comment. Listen in. My name is Matt Taibbi. I've been a reporter for 30 years uh, and a staunch advocate of the First Amendment. Much of that time was spent at Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, ranking member Plaskett, um, I'm not a so-called journalist. Uh, I've won the National Magazine Award, the I.F. Stone Award for Independent Journalism, and I've written 10 books, including four New York Times New York Times bestseller. Uh, I'm now the editor of the online magazine Racket on the independent platform Substack. Yeah, I read him on Substack too, but he is, uh, I know his dad. His dad was a reporter at the CBS O&O. And you knew it, his dad? In, in Chicago. Yeah, not intimately, but okay. I worked, I mean, I'd be out at stories and I'd talk to him. His, his father was a longtime reporter, a legendary reporter in New York at a local station at the CBS O&O. At WCBS. So, yeah, no, uh, he comes from a long line of journalists. And, and, so, and by the way, it's just absurd to call him a so-called journalist. Yeah. But that's, I'm telling you, that's part of the act. They are going to just attack everything but the facts because the facts lead to, can I, can I go off for a second yeah, on, on what leads to? <laughs> the facts go lead to a, um, a deep rooted corruption in the federal government and they they in interviews after this talked about that's where they're going with this there's going to be a series of reports by these two this is like if woodward and bernstein mm-hmm. were there and they attack them mm-hmm. for their reporting that's what it's like they are talking about a bias the the entire federal government being used to promote an agenda and make sure that disinformation what they label disinformation, which is just the other side of the story, never gets out. We're talking about the Department of Homeland Security, the CIA, the FBI, and we're also talking about money given to universities to do the exact same thing. The interesting thing about this, this is following a playbook that we've done in other countries. So this is a counterintelligence playbook of disinformation, they call it disinformation, of, of going after disinformation, which is actually just promoting one side and making certain that people don't hear about the other. And we only know about Twitter. We don't know what's happened in, well, we do know after the Hunter Biden yeah. thing broke, none of the networks except Fox talked about it. <laughs> none of them talked about it. How did that happen? How did that happen? We know how it happened to Twitter because that's what's being talked about. How did it happen that nobody else reported on it at the time? Well, it's the same with the lab leak. The same exact thing. You weren't even allowed to say it. Origin. Two years. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. that's exactly right. And there, there's a long list of things mm-hmm. that we could talk about that have been, the media has been told, you can't report on this. Mm-hmm. 
you can't report on this, or if you're going to, do this. Why? Because it's Russian disinformation. I mean, this is China or Soviet-esque. It really Absolutely. is. Ever since Maybe. COVID, it really is. It's yeah, crazy. That. And, and praise these two. I mean, uh, uh, Taibbi and Schellenberger, praise the two of them, because they have this. They've seen now beyond the, be, behind the veil, and they are going to do more reporting. This is just the beginning. Please, please, if you haven't already, subscribe to them on Substack, both of them, mm-hmm. because they're going to be breaking these stories over the next six months. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon had a good joke this morning when he said, because she's like, Substack, and oh, what is that? And the, Jimmy Fallon says, she obviously thought it was like pancakes. It was what she orders at IHOP. I'm ruining his joke. but So Larry Menti, my husband, I'm Dawn Stensland, Menti, Anthony Dorenzo, what are we talking about here so the biggest revelations in these uh, Twitter leaks, the Twitter controversial decisions like banning former President Donald Trump's account, decision to block that news story Larry just mentioned about Hunter Biden's laptop. That was 2020. Remember, it was right before the election. A lot of people have come out and said, if we knew about all of this and we knew these facts, maybe we would have voted differently. Or, yes, I would have voted differently. We're hearing that. That's in the news. And then this batch of these batches, huge Twitter dumps, as they're called, so the one released um, just this March, just a couple weeks ago, March 2nd, one of the biggest reveals was that company funded by the U.S. government. And that's what Larry is referring to, so-called DFR Labs, communicating with Twitter, sending in lists of accounts that they thought needed to be censored for various reasons. That's the big deal. That right? one's a huge deal that they have a letter, an email from the Department of Homeland Security listing all these accounts and saying these should be taken down. Now, the, the great moment yesterday was when one guy, a new, a new congressman from New York, he said, well, you have no proof. You have no proof that the government instructed them. They just said you should look out for these accounts. <laughs> and Jim Jordan immediately said, can I see that email? And he read an email saying, take down these accounts. Yes. So, uh, and, and, and including 40,000 40, accounts uh, they accused of Hindu nationalism, 5,500 accounts they believed were used as, quote, Chinese-backed manipulation. The Twitter files showing, and this is, what news is this? Como news. I mean, I just, you can pull it up anywhere. The CBS has it. The Twitter files show executives found these lists to be inaccurate because they were full of Americans with no ties to either Hinduism or the Chinese government. So they claimed, oh, we're stopping this because of this. Not true. In fact, three of the accused accounts belong to CNN employees. And they were giving money to Twitter, and mm-hmm. they were giving money to all of these universities to also study this, wink, wink, to study <laughs> this, and also give their findings to these social media, to Facebook and to Google and to Twitter. We Again, we only know about Twitter. Can I? Meaning other social media sites, certainly this was happening everywhere. That's what you're... Right, and in the mainstream media as well. There is something that has to be said here. Elections have consequences. The only reason we're seeing this right now, the only reason we have all of these hearings is because the Republicans took over the House. Mm -hmm. So anybody that sat out this last election and was going to vote Republican, you should be ashamed of yourself. This part of the reason the Senate went was because so many people sat out this election.
You have to understand what's at stake. If you look at all these hearings that are taking place right now, the embarrassment in Afghanistan, the fentanyl crisis, the crisis at the border, the supply chain problems, the manipulation of, of Twitter, the economy, uh, the Mayorkas at Homeland Security. We have so many hearings going on right now, all showing, and you can't even cover them all, mm-hmm. all showing the huge mistakes of this administration. And why did it happen? Well, part of it is because the Hunter Biden story didn't get mm-hmm. out, but also because people didn't vote. And I also want to stop this whole thing about saying that the election was stolen. It, we were outplayed. The Republicans were outplayed in this election. I, I, I get it. I get it. It was unfair. But the rules were changed way before Election Day and Republicans sat on their hands in state legislators across the country. Mm-hmm. That's when it was taken. That's when this election was taken. And then, after making certain that all of these mail-in ballots, some without signatures, without dates, mm-hmm. would be accepted, yep. the Democrats knew how to play that game. Yep. They set the rules and then played the game. And the Republicans, at the end of it, went, wait a second, that's unfair. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. No, no, no. You learn the rules and you play the game. And if they're not, if that's not all they're caring about this time is how to play that game, how to, everybody talks about ballot harvesting like it's the, you know, it needs an exorcism. Everybody talks about ballot harvesting like it's the worst thing that ever happened in the world. We better learn how to do it. Yeah. Yep. Republicans better learn how to do it or they're going to face this every single election. I mean, you have to adjust to the playing field. Absolutely. You know, it might not well be said. fair, but come on. Like, I think politics has been dirty for years now. And that's why this discussion about the election in 2020 just drives me insane either way. Because look at how all these things operate. I mean, if you think there's no cheating in any election, especially now, when there's more transparency than there ever was, I mean, there's probably been cheating in literally every single election. No, well, and, we, and we are having a conversation in <clears throat> Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, hello. We, we know... Some to, to Anthony's point. I mean, we know certainly, uh, you know, somewhat something might happen in Philadelphia. Well, and that's the right? whole thing with politics. I mean, to Larry's point, I think that is. I mean, it's encouraging now that we're seeing the Republicans do this and trying to hold the Democrats accountable in this situation. But I'm still skeptical. Like, I mean, the Republicans are in this system with the Democrats. It's a bipartisan system. I mean, the same way that Tucker was trying to pretty much present all of this January 6th stuff. They are all essentially, in a way, trying to push out any outsider, which in that sense, it was Trump. And they want to keep their positions and keep their power. And I, you know, I really hope the Republicans are doing the right thing. But I'm skeptical at the same time because, you know, they benefit from this system. So. No, and you and you should be. You're right. The, the only time both sides come together, and we saw that with the omnibus bill, with mm-hmm. with all of the money spent. Yes, everybody was at the trough. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody. And the, and the amazing thing is, when that was put out, when all that spending was put out, everybody came and they delivered yeah, pages. papers. They didn't even write it. There was an office where you <laughs> went crazy. and you said, here, this is what I want. And they just shove it in there. Yeah. <laughs> and they just kept putting okay. it in there. That's actually how it happened. Yeah. And there was, what, over 7,200 7, earmarks. 7,200 earmarks. And we're not talking about $100 per earmark. <laughs> we're talking about millions of dollars yeah. per earmark. Our tax dollars. Every, our tax dollars. So when you want to talk about fiscal, that's a great point, Anthony. When you want to talk about fiscal responsibility, it's both sides. Mm-hmm. And you've got to get rid of them. And 
You want to say something I was just say, it's like Batman and the Joker. You know, what would I do? I, I would be so bored without the other one. You know, they need each other. I mean, go to D.C. at lunchtime. They're sitting there cutting deals. You know, they need each well, other. Well, when it comes to money, I agree with you. When it comes to money, I agree with you. On some things, the thing I was surprised about that Anthony just brought up, and the thing that I was really surprised about, is the backlash against Tucker Carlson. I, I couldn't get over that. How many Republican senators were saying, oh, no, no, I was there. Mm-hmm. Well, you were there hiding in a bunker. Don't tell me you saw what was going on. Now right. you're getting video proof. Not, not that it was okay. Nobody's saying it was okay. Nobody's saying that the people, many of the people, not all the people, many of the people that were prosecuted shouldn't have been prosecuted. Nobody's saying that. What they're showing you is something that was withheld from you. Yes. And what they're showing you is there's another side of this story. And that's important. And for anybody to come out against that doesn't deserve to be in office. Yeah. Agreed. But it's the swamp. And the swamp takes Republicans and Democrats. They've now said, I know we saw yesterday, Speaker uh, McCarthy did say yesterday, as soon as they make sure that there are no security risks, they will release everything to the public. I've never been prouder of Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, good for I, him, right? I mean, he didn't bend. He didn't bend. He didn't break. A lot of people were worried about him. A lot mm-hmm. of people thought he was part of that. They love to call it the Uniparty now. He's not. He stood up and said, no, I'm glad I did it. So much developing. Happy Friday. Dawn Stensland here. Dawn Stensland Menti. And Larry Menti. We're talking about everything that's happening. Philadelphia. We're talking about the mummers in a moment. And this morning, I just wanted to, we were just talking in the break about House Democrats So they and the GOP Republicans voting unanimously to declassify COVID origins intel. And now this the Senate, you know, voted last week. We told you that. So now it goes on to Biden. But 419 to zero Republicans and Democrats joining together, voting unanimously, saying, yes, we want to release all of this information. It would be required to be released in 90 days. So. It still has to be approved by the president. The Senate agrees as well. But what gets me about this is the Democratic Party, who was against this, as a matter of fact, used to ridicule and make fun of people that said it came from the Wuhan lab, now sees the tide is turning, now sees that all this information is going to get out, and they have jumped on board. Is Fauci in trouble? No. Well, Fauci's gone. Right? Well, yeah. I know, but they could, you know... I mean, who do they blame? They get a, I would refer you they to get, the House counsel. Yeah, they got to yeah. throw somebody under the bus. Yeah, no, he he's been on TV still. I mean, if if you had a podcast in your basement, Fauci will show up. <laughs> he's everywhere. It's it's amazing it how much he's on and it's how like much he, he loves to talk. But I don't I don't I think Fauci's okay. I I think that as with much of the corruption in government, you know, as Anthony said a second ago, everybody's involved, and mm-hmm. so nobody wants to go after anybody. Remember when. It's the swamp. They cover each other. Yeah. Remember the, when what? They, I, I can't recall his name now, and I wish I could, but there was a congressman in, um, in New York. I'm trying to think of his name. In New York that was accused of, of taking money, of doing some, uh, doing some housing stuff in, in New York City and taking some money from it, and they were going to censure him, and they were going to try to remove his seat. And he got in front of all of them, and it was like a mafia scene. Was this Barney Frank? No, no, no. It wasn't Barney Frank. It was an African-American guy from the Bronx. And he got up in front of all of them and said, basically, I know what you all did. I did these deals with me, and I'm going to talk. 
And so then he just got a slap on the wrist and it all went away. I, and I remember, I, I'm trying I to think remember who that was. Darn it. Yeah, we'll think of it. All right, we'll think of done. it. <laughs> but let's move on to the cartels real quick and uh, Crenshaw. So we'll listen to that sound. But this was, I saw this this morning and I did report it like six o'clock this morning. It was crazy that the cartels come out and go, oops, sorry, killed two Americans, injured two other Americans. Here are the guys all zip tied and packaged. Here's yeah, who the did five. it. Don't come after us. Yeah. It's these five. It's these guys. Did you see the note, by the way? <laughs> it, no. was a, it was a hand printed note. It was like the kind like, of note a kid would say, would, sorry. would try to do and claim it was his parents for being sick that day. <laughs> it was, it was, it was embarrassing. And the fact, uh, it sounds like the U.S. government's going, oh, okay. By the way, in this, did you see the Mexican president, Obrador, yes. says he doesn't know what the United States is talking about? No fentanyl is being produced in his country, even though we have hard evidence. And we've taken, we've, we've got 12,000 pounds of it that was confiscated at the border. So we know it's coming across the border. We already have intelligence knowing it comes there. And... The DEA, they don't call it the DEA, but the DEA of Mexico, the Mexicans' DEA, raided a factory last week. Are they saying, are they alluding to the fact that it's coming from China? That we're not technically... Well, it is coming from China, but only some of the chemicals come there. It's put together and made to look like regular drugs like Adderall in Mexico. good copy, But no, what it tells you is that Obrador is owned by the cartels. The cartels yeah. work with him, so we have to ignore him, and we have to, we have to go after the cartels militarily. We have to label them terrorists and go after them, and that's what they're afraid of. That's why we got the note and the and the tied up people. It's the crazy. I mean, all these experts are coming out saying this is crazy. We, this is very unusual. We've never seen it. But let's listen in. This is Crenshaw, uh, Dan Crenshaw from Texas. Obviously, a U- United States Marine veteran uh, talking about this. Listen in. So the United States has powerful sanctions authorities specifically des- designated to combat n- narcotics trafficking organizations and the individuals and entities that enable them. So we have not been afraid to use them. So your suggestion won't work, she says. Well, no, I, I actually want to clarify something. So I, I've never said we should designate them as terrorists. There's a really good reason for that. If you designate them as terrorists, you just created millions of more legal asylum seekers south of our border. You actually you actually make oh, our immigration crisis point. far, far worse. So uh, this is the one thing I agree with. Ron. Wow. I never thought of that before. That's a great point. Yeah. I love Dan Crenshaw. Yeah. I learned so much from him. That That's a great argument about calling them terrorists. What about calling... What if you were to call fentanyl a weapon of mass destruction, however? You we should. Technically, it's, kill, it's killing hundreds of thousands of Americans. Yeah. So and why if you, not? If you labeled a, a weapon of mass destruction, it allows us to do some things militarily that otherwise we would not be able to do. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. So now Crenshaw is calling on Democrats to back military force against the cartels. And this explains, of course, why the cartel is like, wasn't us. Sorry, here are the guys, all zip tied, five guys. They no, did it. They're scared to death of yeah. this. Could you imagine these guys that killed two Americans? That's no. the last thing they wanted. They had a great business going. They yeah. did not want this to happen. And that's why they sent a note. They yeah. sent a note going, whoops, we really didn't mean this. Here's the guys that did it. We apologize. And actually, we have exclusive details. They, they have two boxes in the bottom, and it says, uh, if you still like me, check yes, not no. Like, you know when you're a kid? Remember that? Do you like me? Passing notes, you and Larry. Check. Do you still like me, Larry? Do you love me? Check yes or no. No, that's all right. But it, it, the problem is that this is the the this is mass murder in our country right now, and, and it's been unleashed by Mexico. And no matter what happens, we have to take it more seriously. And we have a president that's not taking it seriously. He's afraid to talk about fentanyl because it goes back to his inefficiency in keeping a border safe, which is his number one job. His number one job is to keep our border safe, and he's ignored it. So he can't talk about fentanyl because it makes everybody remember that problem. Well, in that clip I played, it was Crenshaw yesterday, and I just wanted for context to let you both know, he did create a video. Uh, he spoke in Spanish entirely, so I didn't pull it just because I figured most of us wouldn't understand it. Um, and he's... I did not know that Congressman Crenshaw was fluent in Spanish. Yeah. I, I did mean... you know that? I'm sure they I'm that. sure they wrote it up for him. But either way, I mean he's in Texas. I'm right, sure he knows okay. it to an extent. Um but either way he made a video addressing the Mexican president and also I, I mean pretty much just talking about eliminating the drug cartels in both America and Mexico's interests. So I mean I wonder if he's hinting at just adding fentanyl to the mix in that as well. So well, I think so what I know about Congressman Crenshaw is that he is he is somebody who right now is among the this growing number of Republicans who want the military to act, and Larry has talked a lot about this. I'd the, love to. I'd. I can't wait for the day I can vote for Dan Crenshaw for president. Yeah, I agree. He's in his what late thirties. He's like. Do you want to talk about the Mummers? You got to. You don't. Yeah, have a real lot of time. quick. The Mummers. We had an event last Friday with all of our great Mummer friends, packed into a local hotel, and love you know love our friend Sam Regal Buto and and others. It was. A, it's a great honor. It's a great honor. They have a sponsorship for the next five years. They have TV for the next five years. And incredibly, they asked us back. So yeah. I can't wait to be part of the Mummers for a long time to come. Yeah, it's, it's the good news that we leave you with right now. 
<laughs> Thanks for having me today. Oh, it was a lot of fun, honey. But now we got to get Larry to go home, and he's still got some vacuuming to do. Yeah, do the chores. Yeah. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 